Hey guys, just a quick note before the podcast. If you guys are interested in branding, marketing, or sales, I have a free masterclass on our website, www.codesa.io slash training, or you can just go to the website and click get the free masterclass. It's a great six days email series. It's all about branding, marketing, and tactics to grow your sales. Also, we have a new podcast series, CMO and Joe. We're interviewing the best and top and brightest CMOs, chief marketing officers and marketers of lucrative companies. It's a great listen if you'd like to listen. And yeah, just let me know what you guys think. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate you guys. Have a great day. Hey, what's up podcast family? This week I talked to Randy Upright. He's the CEO at Manpower Services Alberta. Manpower is a Fortune 500 global leader in the employment and workforce preparation services industry. Randy leads the organization in delivering services to help clients win the ever-changing world of work. On the podcast, we talk about the future of work post-COVID, how to effectively network when outreaching to people, the common myths in the employment services industry, and much, much more. Remember to rate, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. You get awesome local leader and entrepreneur stories each week jam-packed with their unique insights. Leave me feedback at joe at codessa.io on some of the questions or stories you want to hear. I read them all. Now to the podcast. Hope you guys enjoy. Welcome to the podcast, Randy. Thank you so much. Uh, nice to be here with you, Joe. So let's jump right into it. I'm sure our listeners would be curious as to know who Randy is. So uh, how about you tell us uh, about your origin story? Yeah, well, first of all, Joe, uh, I have to say before I tell you that story, uh, thanks for doing this. I'm honored to be uh, interviewed by you, um, president of Codessa uh, for eight months, uh, producing this podcast. Um, and I've seen your volunteer activities, including the Boys and Girls Club and In From the Cold. So wanted to start by saying thanks for your contributions to uh, the community. I appreciate um, that. Thank you. Welcome. So I grew up here in uh, uh, Alberta, uh, born and raised in Edmonton. I moved with my parents to St. Albert when I was in university at Concordia University. And yeah, as a young person, probably breaking some child labor laws, I was often employed by my uh, family uh, business. My parents and my uncle owned a sheet metal shop that was uh, started a generation before them. And they made furnaces and later on they made windows. And the business was very small, but it had the elements of, you know, a learning environment. Um, you know, I learned how to complete inventory, do payroll, work with my uncle, um, you know, be taught, adapt to new products. It was a humble place to uh, start. Um, I went to uh, all of my school in, in Edmonton, and um, after I finished high school, I took a year off, like so many people do, and uh, started my first job. And my mom had said, you know, if you want to take a year off, you have to travel or work. And um, I chose to stay home, and I worked, and I got an incredible job as a young person just out of high school um, at the Workers' Compensation Board of Alberta. Um, I saw the really complex nature of claims adjudication, fairness caring for people in need uh, at, at a really vulnerable time. And it became clear to me that I wanted to uh, work in the social sciences. And that led me to uh, my degree, which is in uh, psychology and sociology. 
at uh, Concordia University. And uh, I had great, amazing support from the Workers' Compensation Board in my early days. They mentored me, they helped me through my education program, and they had a place for me to start my uh, career. So um, yeah, during my really young professional days, I got to see great leaders at work and you know, it was through some great luck that uh, I got started on my journey into uh, what's brought me to the place I'm at today. So that's a little bit about my background. So tell us, what what's your favorite part of uh, your current role right now? Yeah, I think that anything that, um, you know, equates to leadership, and I'm, I'm uh, the CEO of Manpower here in Alberta, but... Uh, um, you know, I don't think at the beginning, you know, we all stop and say, well, I really want to, you know, be heavily engaged with leadership. But, um, you know, what I love is that I get to lead a team of amazing, great professionals who are motivated and they inspire me and they are transformative. And um, I get to watch them um, succeed and thrive. And, and that's the joy of my job. You being such a successful leader right now, Randy, um, obviously, you've gone through some trials and tribulations, but what's uh, maybe one thing uh, you wish you would have known when you first began your career? Yeah, I, I wish at the beginning of my career, I had an understanding uh, more of the importance of networking. If I went backwards and I could start all over again, I would have been networking at a much younger uh, stage in my career. Um, today, when I talk to emerging professionals about uh, setting themselves apart, about bringing their 10 out of 10 game to work into their life, and build the foundation of their network, um, I think I would look back and say, I didn't understand the power of that um, when I began my career. Um, you know, it's uh, the building of both your life and your professional Rolodex. And that Rolodex needs to be very far reaching, both geographically and in the scope and diversity of, of who's in it. And, um, you know, Joe, you're, you're a great example. You reached out to me and you told me about your podcast. And, you know, some weeks later, here we are. Um, and, um, I, I think at that moment, both you and I were building our Rolodex. We were figuring out who each other were and I would go back in my career and I would have been, um, open to every opportunity to learn, to meet, to grow. Um, and so networking is, is what I would bring this all back to. Um, I'll just say one other thing. So about this whole networking process, sometimes when uh, young professionals are, you know, hearing that networking is really important, it's kind of presented to them as this one-way street. But networking is actually so much more than personal gain. It's about creating a space where you get to learn, teach, and enrich the overall experience of both yourself and the other person you're networking with. And, and the tricky thing always about trying to do something for someone else is that you usually end up getting more back. And so networking is all about you never know how or where in this musical chairs game of life we're all going to be and uh, uh an important rolodex is is key to all of our lives and and i would go back and i would have told myself a lot more about networking and i would have gotten busy in the world of networking much earlier and like you were saying just putting value out there and trying to build relationships um it has a funny way of uh, returning itself back to you with the uh, whatever rewards whatever you want to call it so um it's interesting you say that not to spend too much time on failures or challenges, but I'm curious to know, has there been any, or maybe what was the biggest failure or challenge when you were going through your journey and what would you learn from it? 
Yeah, I think um, a challenge that, you know, is recent because, you know, we can all go, you know, far reaching back to talk about challenges. But I think a key challenge that I've experienced, certainly as uh, a leader of an organization, has been staying engaged both within and outside of uh, my organization. So as a senior leader, it actually feels like sometimes you spend nothing but your time connecting with people, connecting with with the team, connecting with clients, connecting with other business leaders. And so you feel full, like you've really done a lot of connecting and net, you know communicating. But the reality actually is that for myself and others who are engaged in you know, both our own company and on boards and in the community, actually that connection isn't as much as we might think it would be. And through this very last period of time, and I think so many people are talking about this, but We've come to learn about the power of tech. And I think that, you know, if we talk about previous ages being, you know, things like the age of velocity or the human age, I think this is the age of Zoom or the age of tech. And uh, these platforms have been something that I have learned so much about virtually connecting, uh, both within our organization and outside. And, you know, so not that I call it a failure, but I do think that I now look back at all of the many years that I could have been using other platforms in much more exciting ways and they were there. Um, it's, it's not like these platforms just came to exist in 2020. Um, and, you know, I think 2020 is a moment when connection has never been more important, but uh, certainly I've learned about the challenge of staying and being connected um, and also how it's being solved. And it's not something that I went out and purposely attempted to solve it's just been solved by the moment of time that we find ourselves in. Just staying on the topic, how has the last maybe 60 or 90 days, um, obviously with the whole pandemic, affected maybe you and also uh, the company? Yeah, so certainly, you know, we, we have multiple components to our business. Um, uh, s- some of that is staffing and, and placement, and some of that is workforce development. So in our business, We had a very quick transformation three months ago, like so many others did. And we moved all of our programming online and uh, virtual. And I was actually amazed to see how quickly we were making that happen. That was happening with our education partners as well. And uh, so that has happened. And uh, today uh, uh, we will have our 14th all company um, town hall um, virtually. And um, that has changed. Um, I feel like the last 90 days has helped me to be more connected more regularly to every member of my team. And so um, changes have been, you know, certainly all of the significant issues that have faced the marketplace as we have had pandemic crash into economic crisis. Um, so, you know, that, that has all been happening in the last 90 days. But uh, while that's happened, we've also seen amazing and the most brilliant transformation that I've ever witnessed, as well as um, a greater connection within my own group that uh, I wasn't expecting. And uh, here it is, and it's been, it's been good. So the, the time has brought challenges, but it's also um, revealed uh, great opportunities. I'm curious to know, what do you think your unique skill that's helped you become successful? I don't think I have a unique skill, but I do know that um, through my career, I have been willing to uh, always work hard. And um, uh, 
I think that, um, you know, trying to put my best foot forward, trying to learn as much as I possibly could. Uh, I don't know if I would call any of that a unique skill, but um, the ability to listen to others and really learn from others is what I've always found has been fundamental to any kind of success. And, you know, I've been very honored to spend a lot of time learning from my team. I have a, an amazing team of people, but also uh, the amazing voices and minds of people that sit on community business and education boards that I've participated in. And so I think listening is um, a skill that um, I would hate to say it's unique to me, but um, I think it is one of my skills and I think that it is what has, has helped me. And uh, certainly when you get to spend time on these boards in the community and in, in business and education, you're spending your time with the bright and sharp minds of experienced and successful people who are openly sharing, debating and conversing. And so uh, taking the time to really hear what they have to say um, and the why behind that has been uh, something that I think has been very helpful uh, for me. Has there been anything that you've read or maybe even listened to uh, that's really inspired you? Um, anything that I've read, uh, you know, in the recent past, um, I, I would say, you know, I have um, a, a book that I'm loving right now um, by Bob Berg uh, and John David Mann. Uh, it was recommended to me by a friend. It's called The Go-Giver. Have you read this book, Joe? Um, no, I haven't uh, come across it yet. Yeah, The Go-Giver is one I'm recommending to everyone. And, and it's uh, a book that's uh, giving us lessons about business and life. And um, it tells the story of Joe, uh, coincidentally, <laughs> who, who is yearning for success. And uh, Joe is being described as a true go-getter. Um, but Joe feels that the harder that he works, the further away from his goals he seems to be. And Joe seeks advice and is introduced to a series of go-givers who teach him to open himself up to the power of giving. And uh, Stephen Covey, uh, the, great, uh, uh, the Great Minds quote about this book is, this book is terrific. It wonderfully illuminates principles of contribution, abundance, service, and success. Uh, so I recommend it. I love the message and I think it's cleverly presented. Yeah, I have to go check it out now with the main character being Joe. So after you, Joe. Switching gears a little bit, um, I'm curious to know from you, Randy, what's one common myth about leadership or maybe your industry um, that you want to debunk? Oh, yeah. I, I have lots of things I'd love to debunk, but um, my business is the staffing business. Um, and, you know, we are a for-profit business, but what people don't know about our business is the key criticality of the placement of people to work and the amount of work that we do to prepare people for the world of work. Um, we're proud every single day of the individual who we've helped to reskill or upskill or uh, be connected within an organization that they wouldn't otherwise have the opportunity to be connected to. So the debunking comes uh, with the tech that's available now and people say, well, you know, this is an industry that will be you know, irrelevant as um, tools, uh, recruitment tools, uh, connect people to jobs. And I would say there's so much more to preparing someone for the always changing world of work and for setting them up on their journey of, you know, lifelong learning or untapping their uh, potential. So um, I think that would be 
the uh, to be debunked component I, I always love to chat about. What are you curious about right now? It could be professionally, it could be personally, but what is something that's really got Randy thinking and Randy curious? Well, like all business leaders, I think I'm curious right now about what the upcoming weeks and months hold for us. Um, I'm curious about what this pause uh, caused by a global pandemic um, will actually have meant for us um, personally and professionally, what this will have meant for our businesses, for our countries, for our people. Um, I'm curious about how markets and workforces will have forever been changed because of this moment. Um, we've just released a video and I'm very curious about what the first day back will mean for everybody who uh, at this moment is coming back. And I'm curious about those who will forever now work from home. And I think I'm most curious about what all this means for the decade upon us. As we started 2020, um, I had a completely different thought about the road that we would be on. And so I'm curious about what this moment in time will have meant for us. And I think that instead of sitting back and being an observer, it's a moment where all of us have to really use every skill we have to be shapers and makers and, um, and look at where we're at and where we can be and uh, truly you know, look, look to the future uh, because I do feel like our future is bright. Would you have any, maybe some initial thoughts or maybe initial um, insight into what you think our future of work would look like? Yeah, I think there's no question that uh, we find ourselves at a moment of redefinition where I think a lot of people who have come to work every day and, and uh, gotten on transit and packed their lunch and, and got their kids ready for their day will find themselves with new options and new opportunities to work from home, conduct meetings more virtually, spend less time perhaps in face-to-face meetings that weren't required. I think the world of business travel is going to transform as well. And so I think that we will find ourselves questioning, um, unlike we did um, before, uh, why we're doing what we're doing and how we can do it better. The moment of time that we found ourselves in has been one of great productivity of people saying, look how much more productive I became and look at how much I've enjoyed the time. And so I don't think that there's a turning back the clock. So I think it's the redefining moving forward. Switching gears uh, to maybe a topic I, re- I really love, uh, Calgary, obviously. Um, how has Calgary changed from when you first started uh, your journey to where it is today? Well, I first arrived in Calgary in the early 90s. As I said at the beginning, I was from Edmonton. And uh, the bones of Calgary have not changed. We still live, obviously, in one of the most beautiful spots on earth. Um, But our city has evolved so much in my years here in business. Um, We've diversified economically and uh, the economic challenges of the oil and gas industry that we have faced over this last uh, few years has certainly expedited our transition. Uh, The Calgary art, sport and culture are evolving rapidly. It's amazing. Um, And we continue to live in a safe, healthy, clean, big city and uh, we have the best of, of all worlds. So Calgary's growing up and it's a wonderful thing to see. Um, this is a moment when I've heard a lot of questions about what's the future of Calgary. 
And I will say I'm very confident um, in what uh, Calgary has to hold for our future. We've proven again and again that we're resilient, clever, flexible, and uh, we will again. Calgary, we're very resilient, and I'm super optimistic of how we're going to move past this. What's one question that you never get asked uh, that you wish you would be asked? Yeah, the question that I would love to often be asked is, what am I paying attention to? Um, I get asked the question, what's keeping you up at night? And I would prefer the question to be, what am I paying attention to? Uh, Because this changes the entire conversation. Um, In January, uh, for example, we were paying attention to Big Ideas 2020. By March, we were focusing on transition, adaptability, keeping big ideas alive, but it was all about adapt, adapt, adapt. And I'm paying attention to disruptors and uh, a lot of disruptors uh, that uh, aren't just tech-based, but these disruptors change every week. So, you know, for me, the question is, what am I paying attention to? And every week, my leadership team on Monday get together and we start our discussion weekly by contemplating um, what we need to pay attention to. Uh, what is the state of our business? And I wish that more people were asking that question and then using the mirror to contemplate what they're paying attention to. And sometimes I ask people the question, are you paying attention to anything? Um, and, and we have to because that's how we stay sharp and that's how we stay focused on our goals. So I prefer the question of what's keeping you up at night to be what are you paying attention to? And you mentioned disruptors. If you can share maybe one disruptor that you really admire. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, um, all of the big disruptors that are uh, changing the world of, of uh, how we shop, how we uh, eat, um, uh, how we uh, are entertained um, are, are all key. In my industry, it certainly is the platforms, the tech platforms that uh, have transformed the ability of people to connect directly with hiring managers to network at a much more rapid pace than ever before. And so I think all of the social and business networking opportunities that have been created by tech are fantastic, but they disrupt the flow of businesses like mine. Only a couple more questions here for you. Uh, My next one, just out of curiosity, um, what's the biggest thing Manpower does that maybe some of our listeners don't know about, or maybe even some consumers don't know about? Yeah, I think that um, manpower is uh, sometimes even confused here in Canada to be a part of the government. Um, uh, Manpower Canada used to be the division of the government of Canada that uh, was related with employment insurance. We've never been that. Um, Still to this day, though, sometimes people think that that's who who we are. Um, But manpower, I'll I'll just tell you, does so much more than uh, staffing and placement work. And um, we are um, significantly involved in workforce development. And that is the preparation of folks, be that those who have uh, come out of a longstanding career that's been in some way changed because of economic factors or what have you. Um, We are are ready to take on and help folks at absolutely every level of their career journey. And so there's a lot going on in manpower that I, I often don't think people know about. So I appreciate the question, Joe. What are you proud of that we haven't really uh, talked about today? Yeah, I'm proud of my team. And um, I have never, as a leader, had a moment of greater pride than I have right now. 
and um, just seeing their uh, flexibility and adaptability. And uh, those are two key words for everybody um, to live by. Um, you know, stay flexible and adapt as, as we have to. Um, you know, we've talked about living in the age of velocity. We started talking about that 10 years ago, but the rapidity of change is speeding up um, every uh, year, every month and every week that goes by. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm proud of seeing how people are adapting and, uh, and, and, and it's my team. Where can our listeners connect with you online, Randy? Oh, sure. Yeah. Through LinkedIn is always great. Um, and uh, Manpower's got a lot of social platforms. Our website's manpowerab.com. And um, yeah, directly through our website, you can connect to me by email. We online chat. Um, so uh, to connect to Manpower is, is quick and easy. Get to our website or visit us on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn. Well, it's been a real pleasure to have you on the podcast, Randy. Um, how we usually like to end the podcast is having the guest pose a question to the audience or maybe even like a quarter story to leave them with the interview. Oh, sure. Well, one of my very favorites is uh, um, uh, wonderful Maya Angelou, who uh, told us, uh, do the best that you can until you know better. Then when you know better, do better. And I think it's the question that we should be asking ourselves every day. Um, did I do better today? Did I know better? Did I learn something? And when you um, get, you must give. And when you learn, you must teach. 